Hey everyone, this is Adam from Recess International. Thanks so much for tuning into the Scales Podcast. If you get a chance, pick up a first base because they're only 20 bucks and such a great area for that price, and I think everyone should try one. Thanks again for tuning in. Hey guys, it's Isaac from COIW. Thank you for tuning into the Scales Podcast. Be sure to be on the lookout for the kayak coming soon from Caribou Lodge Yo Works. And also be sure to pick up the Peak 2 and the Kodiak from COIW. Definitely some of the most fun throws in the market right now. So yeah, guys, enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Scales Podcast. My name is Mark Mangarin, and here today we have a mini-sode recapping the first third of JYYF, that is the Japan Contest League, that spans multiple regions across all of Japan and ends in Japan Nationals. We have a conversation between Patrick Canney, Kieran Cooper, and Colin Beckford, a bunch of superstars we got here, to discuss not just the results of these contests, but some really important takeaways. The Japan players are always keeping things interesting, so it's definitely worth looking into. And if you happen to be inspired by these very talented Japanese players, you can probably check out the yoyos that they use and purchase them over at yoyoexpert.com. It's a company based out of Massachusetts, I'm sure you've heard of them. Um, but they sell yogas from all over the world, so check them out and maybe even use the coupon code SCALES, that's S-C-A-L-E-S, when you check out for somewhere between, I think it's 0 and 100% off. It's pretty sweet, if you ask me. Trailmix with cranberries is better than Trailmix with raisins. I think that's like a yo-yo contest food. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, it's cool. I think what you just had is like a cardinal sin. Yeah, I'm really not okay with that. Like, wait, what? I'm not okay with what you said about why. Trump. Chill. Let's talk about Japan Yo Yo League. Okay. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Colin Beckford from Scales, and tonight I am with Patrick Canny and Kieran Cooper, and we will be discussing the first few contests in Japan for 2017, which will be East Japan A Block and Central Japan. So yeah, Kieran, you want to get started? Um, yeah. So I think uh, we should start with East Japan, given that it was because it happened first. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So (laughs) East Japan actually was probably one of the most stacked one A competitions I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, it was like it was like a crazy opening to the year. Yeah, like yeah, right when I right when I learned that Shion and Yamato and Masahiro were competing, <laughs> like I just like I don't know, there just didn't need to be any more regions. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we should start out with Shion, yeah, because I mean he took one a. Um, I guess looking at results here, he had a sixty in tech and pretty much the highest in every eval category except for performance evaluation. I guess just to start out. Uh, Xion kind of brought a really extremely dense freestyle with little to no dead time. I guess a con with that is that it's kind of boring on the surface level. If, I guess if you're not really into the system, it might not really look that appealing. But I guess... On paper, it's... Yeah, on paper, it's just like ridiculous. So I guess starting out with a con to his freestyle, I guess there's nothing really ordinary with regards to his like trick set. He kind of just did everything extremely fast, hacked like four minutes of content into three. Yeah, um, smart strategy. I guess for a pro, with this like super tech-heavy model, um, being that he got a 60 in tech, um, I can see him actually being a top three lock for Japan Nationals. Um, I agree. I'm not sure how that'll 
I'm not sure how that, that'll fare out because there we have like four more regions to go. But, well, I mean, and he's he's kind of had bad luck in the past at Japan National. One of the major flaws I saw in Xion's World's Freestyle, he kind of fixed, was that um, Xion did a lot of dead time, and um, I guess in the EJA, he pretty much just did non-stop tricks for three minutes, so that was cool. Do you guys want to say anything about it? I thought that, like, Xion's Freestyle was really interesting in that, like, he sort of continued building on his Worlds model and going for extremely tech-heavy, um, all tricks, no extra no dead time in there. Or, like, ex- yeah, like, like extra stuff. Like, he, he was just, like... So fast. And, like, the reason, like, Xion wins is that he can, like, fit more stuff into a three-minute than, like, any other competitor in the world. So I'll be, like, super interested to see how that, like, fares against a more holistic player. Because, like, you look at a player like Gentry or even Evan who play to the system more holistically and maybe don't go for packing as many tricks into a three-minute, but get, like, potentially higher evals. Um, I'd be interested to see if Xion can still hold out for, like, the highest tech score and still take the win or swoop in and grab the trophy out of the claws of other contenders. Right. And that brings up a good point. I think, well, displayed in four results for EJ, we had Takumi Asamoto with a 60 perfect tech score, but he lost to Hajime ultimately via evals. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Xion can make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> with tech. Like it's, I don't think I've ever seen someone with a 60.0 in tech at Worlds in a really long time. So it'd be interesting to see Yeah, that. it's like the, like the level's like so high that like everyone's so close together that like no one can really like break the tech curve. But like, Xion definitely has a shot at it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, let, let's talk about Masahiro. Like Masahiro oh, is like one of like the sickest freestyles I've ever seen. <laughs> it was yeah, so sick. Like His EJ had some of the best content I've seen from him ever. Um, I guess following his 2016 South Japan but definitely much more tech-heavy. He's definitely starting the year out strong with some new content that makes up for his weak points, I guess similar to Xion's case, being super tech-heavy and not really eval-focused. But other than that, I guess his trick set looks great. He definitely can get top three at JN, I think, if he goes clean. He's kind of shown that he can win regionals and place pretty high to Xion. Yeah. I I, I don't Mm -hmm. know. His tech score in comparison to Xion's was pretty low. He lost by a good nine points in tech. But I think that's just, that's fine if he can make up for it in other aspects, like evals, etc. Well, I mean, like, I, I remember just, like, us looking at Masahiro originally when we started looking at um, freestyle analysis back after, like, 2014 Worlds, like, leading up to 2015 Worlds. Um, we were, like, clicking Masahiro Semi and ended up, like, scoring him, like, super high in comparison to, like, everyone else. And we were all just, like, shocked, like, when we were looking at our clickers. So, like, Masahiro is, like, one of those people who, like, Scores really high, surprisingly, I think. He's super because he, broken. Like, his tricks, yeah, like, his tricks are so hard. And, like, it, it's weird to see because it's, like, you know, some people might give him, like, a lot of credit for it and, like, click him higher than others. Like, it, it's, like, weird because, like, it's, it's tough to say about, like, a player who you get, like, sporadic click results with. Because, like, you'll see a player where, like, you know, you might click Masahiro, like, someone might click one of Masahiro's tricks, like, one, someone might click the same trick, like, two or three, and, like, it's impossible to tell. And that's, like, kind of, like, one of the flaws in the system, because it's, like, sort of hard to say, like, oh, like, is Masahiro, like, actually capable of out-clicking, like, Xion or something like that? Um, and, like, the, the, the answer, like, who knows, but definitely from he's got, like, amazing content. Yeah, from an outside perspective, I think it's interesting, because... I don't know, it's kind of hard as a judge to gauge how hard tricks are, especially if they're hops or something that may seem easy. It's not like a guaranteed plus two or something extremely hard, like a 2.5 hook or whatever. Yeah, it, I think Masahiro is like one of the most interesting players to like analyze. Yeah, definitely. 
I think it's he he has a lot of stuff similar to Yusuke as well. Yeah. So we'll get into that later. Yeah. But so Masahiro he he reuses JYC freestyle from November, but definitely refined a lot of it since then. Definitely a cleaner. Um I guess it's a testament to see if he can go cleaner again at JN if he decides to perfect this freestyle further or make something new. Um I guess. Yeah, so I guess going on Yamato, he got third. His tech actually dropped pretty significantly from Masahiro, and I guess in comparison to Xion, I guess 15 points is quite a bit. But, um... Yeah, so Yamato had a 45 in tech, I believe, mm-hmm. compared to Masahiro's 51 and Xion's perfect 60. Yeah. Just looking at the results, I guess one can infer that it's not really the best Yamato's done, but it's still pretty solid as a 3-minute. Like, I think it would do pretty well in the US. I'm interested to see where he takes his trick set and see if he can create some new material for JN. Um, because I know I didn't really notice anything super new in comparison to his world. I don't know. I think there's definitely a lot of potential for improvement from Yamato. Definitely. A flaw for Yamato is that he fluctuates in placement a lot. I know he went from 13th at Worlds to second, which is pretty, which is a pretty big gap, and then jumps back yeah. down to third at a regional. So it's it's interesting. I think definitely one of the major factors that influences his place fluctuation is his music. I think well for EJ he used a lighter song. I don't know. I, I just feel like it lacked a lot of substance. I don't yeah, know. and well, I think with that music, it doesn't provide for as much of a story with the freestyle or like as much of a like memorable reaction. Yeah, it wasn't like have. it just wasn't like super assassin esque. I don't know his his evals. Yeah. His evals were still higher than Masahiro's, so I guess that's fine. But I don't know. I think his trick set definitely lacks. That might be his biggest factor right now. But still pretty good freestyle from him. Nothing out of the ordinary, really. Outside of top three, I think my favorite freestyle is actually Genji Mira's 1A. And I don't know, it's just interesting to see him Yayo because it's he's like he has some of my favorite tricks. And obviously his Yayoing isn't like directly geared to like win or scores like, be as optimal as possible, but like I still think it's pretty like enjoyable to watch and his freestyle is definitely like a nice teaser for like what to expect from him in the future, like a JN or any other event that he attends. And I think it's also worth noting that it was actually like a pretty nice departure from from 2A, because in the past, actually, he was like mainly, like I think he just strictly did 2A, I think around like, yeah, so he won AP in 2013 and so on. So it's pretty cool to see him like venture into competitive 1A. And like, for some reason, like watching his freestyle kind of reminded me of watching Shinji when he returned to 1A or like started doing 1A a few years back. Just like so just much raw like, skill. Yeah, it's just someone who like you'd never expect to like be like so good at one A, just like come out of nowhere. And maybe that has to do with getting more skill from doing multiple styles, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like it's like the skill level in two A is like so high that like transfer over to one A is like so natural. Yeah. Right. Yeah. His his showing at EJ is definitely I think I think it could be classified as a nice precursor to what he brings to JN. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you guys do you guys think anyone from EJ can win uh, Japan Nationals? Yes. Ooh, yes, definitely. Who, I think. Who, who do you think? Who, do you, who who's gonna win Japan Nationals? If you could choose someone from EJ to win Japan Nationals, who do you choose? <laughs> I think all Gian. like top three actually. Just they're all. I can see Yamato, Masahiro, and Shion all taking top five spots. Like it, it'll definitely be. I don't think, I don't think anyone from EJ is gonna. I don't. No one from EJ is gonna win Japan Nationals. Really? No way. Really? No way, dude. I pull for Yusuke. With that segue, I guess it's time to talk about CJ. Yusuke being yeah. the winning CJ1A. 
CJ was a way better contest than EJA. <laughs> really? You think so? I... CJ was closer, man. That's true. CJ was definitely harder to predict. Yeah. Arata, like, on the come up. I just feel like CJ's 1A tech ceiling which just wasn't as high as EJ. That's true. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and... like, Xion freestyle versus, like, Yusuke or Arata freestyle. Like, I don't really think it's comparable. Like, Xion would probably still win. Yusuke obviously, like, won CJ. Amazing, like, very, very relaxed freestyle. I've always been, like, inspired by his super relaxed vibe on stage. And, like, the new freestyle that he did, it was, like, a very, like, Yusuke-branded freestyle. Clean trick lines, high eval focus, like, focus on, like, body movements and things like that to, like, accentuate tricks and movements and things like that. I think it was, like, really cool. At the same time, like, Yusuke's freestyle is, like, minimalist. And I think it's, like, interesting that he was, like, somehow able to, like, pull off the win even without getting the highest tech score. Because Arata had, like, an incredible freestyle as well. But how did how he was able to, like, pull off the win with a, such, like, a minimal freestyle. He did, like, way fewer tricks than I feel Arata did, which, like, shows in the tech score. But I guess it really helped his evals because they had, like, the same tech eval and... You know, Yusuke had like three points higher performance eval than Arata, so it was pretty crazy. So I want to talk about build quality of freestyle. <laughs> so I think I think like the the pros of Yusuke's freestyle, it's really easy to score his tricks. He presents them very cleanly, and that's why he's seen some success at Japan Nationals and in Central Japan. You know, winning this contest four years straight now or something. So his tricks have to be great. High audience appeal on his freestyle. I think that, you know, watching such a clean freestyle, such a player who's, like, very experienced on stage and, like, very comfortable in uh, their tricks and body movements creates an engaged audience. And like I said earlier, I think it's interesting how he goes for a minimalist approach on his freestyles because with less emphasis on tricks allows more emphasis on evals, which in this contest paid off for him. I think the cons of his freestyle build, he, he isn't a dense yo-yo player. But that seems to work in his advantage, because like I said, even though he doesn't have the highest tech score at Central Japan, he's still able to come in and pull off the win with his incredible evals. So maybe a lack of density actually works for Yusuke, but I don't know if it'll transfer over to a higher level at Japan Nationals. Because even though he is defending the title, I think he's going to have a tougher time this year. And also maybe just with his freestyle builds, they sometimes get boring and repetitive. I, I want to see something a little bit different from Yusuke in the future. So, any any thoughts from you guys about Yusuke's freestyle? Yeah, so, I think his freestyles may be, like, seen as boring and repetitive, but I feel like every time people watch him, it's very, like, appealing and surprising to watch because he always hits his tricks with, like, so, so much, like, style and grace. I think it's always, like, impressive, even though he, like, repeats. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, potentially, he may be the most clean and defined yo-yoer. I really enjoyed this freestyle in comparison to his worlds. It was a little bit less stoic. I saw, I saw him smiling a lot more. It's a little bit easier to watch than something that's very focused. I love the song. It was, it was just like a really holistic freestyle. He put a lot of effort into choreographing and working out where he would smile, etc. Like, it just kind of seemed very... Calculated. Moving on from UCK freestyle, we want to look at, I guess, shock of the contest would be like Arata's like incredible one-eye freestyle. So I think Colin wants to talk about that because he was like reacting yes. crazily to it. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I think Kenny and Kieran both can vouch. I'm pretty sure I haven't reacted to a freestyle so heavily in, like, years, it seemed. Yeah, I should. I definitely should have filmed a freestyle reaction, but maybe for Jan. Some, like, amazing qualities of his freestyle was it. First off, like, on paper, him scoring the perfect 60 in tech, especially above Yusuke, was, like, pleasantly surprising to me, because scoring a perfect 60 in tech means that every judge that had clicked the contest had you in first place. With that being said, 
I think like he can make huge waves in Jan and like perhaps get top five or maybe even top three at this rate, especially if he keeps practicing. And also, I think this freestyle and how people have been reacting to it on media, Kieran had told me this point earlier that he's kind of like a new school Janos in some way. When Janos four years ago like broke the competitive 1A scene, I think he just like is defining this new like what technical yo-yoing should be and what people should aspire to for their yo-yoing. So I think it's awesome that it's like a power move and what competitive yo-yoing should be. Yeah, it's it's like kind of interesting because like you saw you saw like a huge wave in the past couple of years of people gravitating more towards like a Yusuke style of play with you know more more right. emphasis on like cleanliness and like minimalism but then like arata breaks in and is able to like beat that model with a more technical build so it's kind of interesting to see it's a great seeing more variation definitely i want to see yo-yoers like react to it like i want to see like if like yo-yoers will actually like change the way that they're yo-yoing because of arata at central japan i mean i kind of doubt it i actually think it's pretty likely i don't think so i don't think so dude I can, I can actually see him being pretty influential in the next year or so. My bold prediction is that he will not make as big an impact as you think. I also think that, like, Arata's insane improvement in the past year, like, pretty much pulled a couch to, like, broken competitive 1A. I think it could be dependent on, also, similar to Genji, like, knowing more than one style, and that his innovation in 1A could perhaps be due to things like elements in 2A, like, wraps or very complex elements that are common. So it's interesting to see that knowing more than one style provides for the Yeo to be very interesting. Just based on how complex his two-way is already, he just has that ingrained like ability to comprehend complex elements, which is like completely amazing to me, and I think it's it's definitely something that Shinji and also Genji uphold as well, which which just leads me to think that it actually could be a, a reasonable assumption. All right, so I guess with that said, I guess our, some of our major takeaways were just guess. Arata making waves in 1A. We had Xion do some crazy stuff and also just like breaking the competitive tech ceiling. And I guess these two competitions definitely kind of display how 1A actually may take form in 2017. It's not even the end of January yet, so only the beginning. Where will 1A go? Who will take the world title? Will it be Japan? Will it be the US? Will Europe come up and win the world title this year? Who knows? We'll see in the coming months. This has been another episode of Results Analysis with Patrick Kenny, Colin Beckford, and Kieran Cooper. We'll see you next time on the Scales Podcast. Bye. Bye! Bye!